2: We bring you The Witcher's Tale, written and produced by Alonzo Dean Cole. now let us join old Nancy and Satan, her wise black cat.
1: <laughs>
2: Hannah and 17-year-old I be today. Yes, sir, Hannah and 17-year-old. Well, Satan, if these folks will just douse out their lights, We'll spin another of our little bedtime stories <laughs> to ruin a night's rest. That's right. Nice and dark and cheerful now. Draw up to the fire and gaze into the embers. Gaze into them deep. And soon you'll see an island in the center of a lake in Michigan. Not so long ago, the Red Indians owned that land out there and worship the spirits of his waters and his skies. And they're what we're going to hear about tonight. The spirits of the lake. (laughs) The spirits of the lake.
1: (laughs) Those filthy Indians intend to keep that racket going all night.
2: Surely their chanting doesn't annoy you, dear. I was just thinking how weirdly beautiful it sounded coming across the water. Beautiful.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, I'm sorry you don't like it. You'll hear it every evening, as long as the new moon casts its reflection on the lake.
1: It's a pleasant prospect.
2: You're terribly bored here, aren't you?
1: Oh, naturally I'm bored. I'm not accustomed to living in a wilderness where I see no one but stupid savages all day. Now oh, you say I'll have to listen to them all night.
2: But the reason I purchased this island so close to the Indian Reservation... Was because I thought you'd find their customs interesting and picturesque.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Roger, why don't you take a trip easy, then? Come back to me when you're when you're over your restlessness. It's
1: fine idea that would be. My friends would crucify me for leaving you alone.
2: Is that the only reason you stay here with me? You do love me, don't you?
1: I'm married to you. Husbands are supposed to love their wives. I'm in no mood for romance this evening.
2: I don't suppose an invalid can expect her husband to be in a mood for romance ever. But but I won't be an invalid much longer, dear i I'm getting better every day i <coughs> it's really very seldom that I cough any more like that, but in a little while i I'll, I'll be completely well and and we can return to New York together or, or travel in Europe, anything you want to do. oh, I mean to give you such a good time to make up for the dreary months. You've sent out here because of me.
1: Thanks for reminding me that to have a good time, I'm
2: dependent on your money. I didn't mean that. You know I didn't. Oh, all
1: right. Let's not talk anymore about you and me.
2: No. We don't seem able to talk about you and me.
1: God. I have to listen to that savage, savage catawalling much longer. Or I'll go stark raving man.
2: Perhaps, perhaps if you know the reason for the chanting, it, it might interest you a little... Uh, two horses told me all about it this afternoon. You know, he's the old Indian who comes to see our housekeeper. She's his cousin, I think. And, Roger, it's the funniest thing, but they call me White Goose. Huh. <coughs> well,
1: what about the chanting?
2: <coughs> oh, yes. Well, it's a ceremony the tribes hold each year at this time to appease the spirits of the lake. The neighbor norvegs they call them. This is a holy lake to the Indians, you know. And they say that if anyone affronts it or harms its friends... The Neva take terrible vengeance. Two horses spoke so convincing me of its terrors, I made a peace offering.
1: Peace offering? What do you mean?
2: I cast a bouquet of flowers on his water. Instead of prayer, two horses taught me. God.
1: No wonder he calls you White Goose. Another month in this wilderness, and you'll be going about clothed in a blanket. Roger. No, oh, I'm going out. I'll prowl around in the canoe and try to work my nerves off. Nama can sit with you. You'll enjoy her Indian grunting more than you would my conversation anyway. Now, Nama. Nama. Come in here with Mrs. Benton. I'm going out.
2: Huh? We come. Roger, why not take me with you in the canoe? Oh. We haven't been together on the lake in a week.
1: Some other time, not now. Uh, don't wait up for me. I may be late. Good night. Roger, wait. Well?
2: You, you're not going to the Johansson's farm again?
1: What do you mean, again?
2: Why, I know it's quite all right, dear, but... Well, there's been a little talk about you and that girl there. That...
1: Oh, there has, eh? I'm having an affair with Hilda Johansson, I suppose. Oh, no,
2: dear, no. Oh, so that's what you have in your mind.
1: It isn't bad enough that I have to be cooped up with you among these dirty Indians, but now I mustn't even look at a decent-looking white woman. Roger, Oh, I... how I hate it all. This beastly island, these stupid savages, this slimy lake. How I
2: hate... George!
1: Oh, I... I didn't say I hated you.
2: Oh.
1: I'll see you later. Good night.
2: Good oh, love. Poor white wolf. My husband doesn't mean anything when he speaks angrily to me, Number, he, He's really a very good man underneath. me. Oh, he'd better be good if he go out on lake. What do you mean? you not give flour to lake today. You say engine prayer, Neva nor begs now your friend. If your man not good to you, Neva nor begs punish. Neva nor begs punish. Hilda,
1: Hilda, I'm mad, insane about you. Why do you hold me off like this?
2: Because you haven't any right to be insane about me. You're a married man. Oh,
1: we're not children. You know I don't care a hang about my wife. Besides, it's only a question of time before she. Well?
2: Before she'll die, you mean?
1: Yes. She thinks she's getting better. The doctors don't tell her what they tell me. No, but I'm free. I'll marry you, Hilda. I swear I will. I can't wait for you till then.
2: I've got to have you, Hilda. I'll need go. You'll only have me as your wife. I told you that before.
1: Well, if, if you really mean it, why don't you stop making a fool of me? Why don't you stop meeting him me here with this lightning each night? Playing with me as a cat does with a mouse.
2: Because I hope you'll not always be a mouse, but a man. And take what he wants. What do you mean? Simply that. If you're so mad about me, as you say. You'll not let a woman that you hate stand between us any longer.
1: What can I do? Divorce is out of the question.
2: Of course. And our money would be taken from you.
1: Oh, I'm not thinking only of money.
2: I'm not thinking only of divorce.
1: What are you thinking of?
2: Of how mistaken doctors are sometimes. Your wife may live for years. Unless an accident should happen,
1: an accident?
2: On this lake, for instance. It's very deep. And there are sharp rocks near the surface that can rip a canoe to pieces. You might be paddling with her in the moonlight, not knowing those rocks were near. You told me your wife don't swim. She might drown before you could save her.
1: You're suggesting
2: I'm only talking... But if such an accident should happen, you'd inherit our money. Have me for your wife. No. No, no. I won't. I couldn't. You are a mouse, not a man. I'm going. No, Hilda, wait. Hilda, don't leave I'm leaving you for good. Oh, no, Hilda. Oh, listen, you fool. I'm not satisfied to be just the daughter of a Swedish farmer. I want money. I want to live in a fine house like your wife has built in the center of this lake. I want to be a lady and swell it over people who despise me now because I'm poor. All my life I've dreamed of that, and I'm going to have it, for I have youth and looks and brains. You don't give me what I want, somebody else will. You say i played with you? Well, I play no longer. You won't see me anymore. Goodbye. No, 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 don't say that. Come back. Hilda, Hilda. Hilda, I can't lose you. I'm mad about you. Hilda.
1: Wait. Well? As, as you say, eh? Uh, accident. I
2: have Accidents are common.
1: You will marry me if my wife
2: should die? I'll marry you when your wife is dead. Oh,
1: Roger,
2: it's wonderful to be on the lake with you again. It's been so long since we've been in the canoe together. I feel as though we were on a second honeymoon. <coughs> Aunt, aren't you enjoying it too, dear?
1: Yes. Yes.
2: Oh, the world has never seemed so lovely as it does tonight. Isn't that distant chanting restful? You haven't complained about it this evening, so it it must make you feel as I do. It sounds the prayer it really is. A prayer for the dying
1: is that what they're singing? The, the death song.
2: Yes. This is Indian summer. The moon of falling leaves, of dying things.
1: The moon of falling leaves, of dying things.
2: Dear, why you, you're frightfully nervous tonight. Uh, Your hands are shaking as as I work the paddles. No, 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 no. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm all right. You're not. You're so unhappy here. But but soon we'll go back east. We'll only come to the island for a day each year so that I can renew my offering to the spirits of the lake. I, I've taken the leave neighbors very seriously, you see, for I'm under their protection now, according to Norma and two horses. Oh, dear. Oh, be careful where you guide us. We're close to the sharp rocks the Indians call the spirits challenge. They say the road to the villages of the happy dead lead over such rocks as that. Rocks with a knife-like edge on which only the good can keep their footing the bad thrown off into an abyss of eternal torment. Stop talking that savage rock. Stop, I tell you, it can't fight me. Dear, I'm not afraid of spirits. They can't hurt me. And men will say it was an accident. Roger, you're mad. An accident. That's what they'll say. An accident. You're making for those rocks purposes. An accident. You need to drone me. Roger, don't. Turn back. Turn back. We're going to strike. Ah! Ah! Roger, save me. Don't away from me. I am speaking. Oh, God, I pray thee. Oh, spirits of the lady Punish. Punish. The lake is gonna punish that fella, all right. And when next you folks come see me and Satan, we'll tell you exactly how. <laughs> About a very perfect finish to this little bedtime story. <laughs>